Hi, this is Dennis Knight, and this is the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, where we take a look at what's going on on the high school football scene in the greater Savannah area. Uh, we're, we're down, we're, we've made it to the state semifinals. We have one team remaining in Benedictine, the defending class 4A state champion is back in the state semis for the third year in a row. Last week, we had two other teams that were eliminated in Savannah Christian and Calvary Day. So first, let's take a look back and at that Savannah Christian game. They, uh, they were at home against Sandy Creek and lost 51 to 21 to a really strong, uh, Sandy Creek squad. There are three, three of the four teams in the class 3A semifinals are from that region 35A region, which includes, uh, Cedar Grove, the, uh, defending state champion and Sandy Creek among them. Uh, Sandy Creek just was too much for, too much for the, uh, Raiders, they were up, I think, 35 to 7 at the half, and they had a really strong defense, uh, strong performance. J- Jameer Latimer, who has offers from schools such as Georgia Southern and Tulane, had a, had a big time first half performance at quarterback as he collected, or he threw for five touchdowns in that first half. It was 37 to 7 at the half. They also had a had a safety at the end of the half. He threw for 215 yards and those five touchdowns, including a pair to Caleb Cost, uh, a great two-way player who was committed to North Carolina as a defensive back. Uh, Savannah Christian gave him a little fight in the second half as as uh, Austin Saylor ran back a interception for a touchdown. And Paul Zittrauer also had a long run setting up a short touchdown of his own as they cut the lead to two touchdowns. But the Patriots were just too strong. Marcellius Pulliam, their linebacker who has offers, including Auburn, Miami, and Georgia Tech, uh, he played really well and, and, uh, and they shut down the, pretty much shut down the Raider run game. But, uh, Savannah Christian, they have a lot of talent coming back, uh, including Elijah Griffin, the sophomore defensive lineman, who is the top-ranked player in the country by a couple recruiting services, regardless of position. He'll be back, along with Zoe Smalls, uh, his classmate who ran for more than 1,400 yards and had 22 total touchdowns. Also, Logan Brooking in that same sophomore class. He's the, the son of assistant coach Keith Brooking, the former Atlanta Falcon, great as a linebacker and Georgia Tech star. Uh, Brooking had a breakout season. He's got offers from schools such as South Carolina and Virginia Tech. Uh, and they got David Boosie also coming back as he'll be a senior next year. Uh, so Savannah Christian, you know, they're going to miss Paul Zittrauer, their, their quarterback who graduated, but, uh, Savannah Christian should be in good shape next year coming back for Baker Woodward, who I think will be in his sixth season at the helm. A great, great year for Savannah Christian. I think they were coming off a five and six year last season to finish up the year with, uh, with an 11 and two record. It was a, it was a great season for the Raiders. And then we had, uh, Calvary Day. They had to go up to Cedar Grove, uh, the defending state champ and Cedar Grove is not came into the playoffs ranked number one in the state while Calvary Day was ranked number two. Uh, 
Uh, Cedar Grove did a good job holding Calgary Day. I heard it was a thick 30 to nothing win. They shut him out. Calgary was averaging 28 points per game. And, uh, to shut that, that offense out is no small feat. Uh, the Cavs will be miss, will be missing a strong senior class with guys like Terry Simmons Jr., who's actually a senior, but a junior. He's headed, uh, junior in his family. He's headed to Duke as a defensive tackle. Then we have Troy Ford Jr., also a senior. <laughs> Stand up linebacker. He's going to UCF. And then they have Jalen Scott up on the front line on the offense. He's going to be playing college ball at maybe the D2 level. So they've got a, a lot. They're losing a, a strong senior class, but they've got so much coming back, uh, including, you know, juniors who will be rising seniors next year and two four-star prospects and Jake Merklinger, the quarterback, and then tight end Michael Smith. Those guys are all over the recruiting radars of the top programs in the country. Uh, Dupa Coleman, who has offers including Florida State, he'll be a junior next year. Buddy Mathis, his classmate, star on the defensive line. Then they'll have a, some other uh, guys coming back that are that are real stars like A.J. Butts, Trevor Strobridge, and Cam Lanigan. So those guys, Calvary should be strong again next year, but Cedar Grove and this this region, uh, region 3-5A is so strong with three three of the teams from one region in the Final Four. That's pretty amazing. So Benedictine went up to Stockbridge uh, last week and and beat uh, with and came away with a 34 to 14 win. That was after in the first two rounds they were at home beating Whitewater 34 to 10 and Spalding 45 to six. Last week BC had its best rushing performance of the season with 282 yards on the ground. They were averaging 140 yards per game entering that. Nasir Samuel, a junior, he ran for his first 100-yard game of his career. He had 158 yards on 17 carries. Uh, and then Luke Kromenhock, the junior or junior quarterback who's headed to Florida State, he added 41 yards on 14 carries. Interestingly, uh, Bryce Baker, who's a standout linebacker, well known for his uh, his play on defense for that that cadet defense that allows less than 10 points a game. He ran for a career high 64 yards and a touchdown. He had never had more than 15 yards in a game or more than two carries before that game Friday night. So they went to that run game and it worked pretty well. Danny Britt was really happy with it. Uh, so now that now they're going to be hosting Troop County, uh, which was ranked number five by the AJC entering the playoffs. Uh, well, BC was ranked number four. So Troop County, they've got uh, they've got some some star power, including their quarterback Teo Todd. He's a junior with an offer from Georgia Tech. This kid's thrown for twenty two hundred and sixteen yards with twenty six touchdown passes and just six interceptions. And he's also one of the top runners in the state with 1,959 yards rushing and 27 touchdowns. So BC is familiar with this kid. They had, they played against him in his freshman year in the playoffs and came away with a 42 to 35 win. Todd was a freshman starter on that team that came to Savannah to play, uh, 
the cadets at, at Memorial Stadium. I think uh, they lost in the next round to Cedar Grove that year. But uh, Danny Britt is really impressed with this kid, and uh, he's got some some talented receivers, including Qua Moss, who has 45 catches for 837 yards and nine touchdowns, and Logan Sinkfield, who has 32 catches for 678 and 10 scores. Uh, the Moss kid, he has an offer from South Alabama. He'll also be be playing some of the defensive back. And the Tigers are stacked with some some four-star talent. Uh, including Qua Birdsong, a junior defensive end and linebacker. This kid has offers from Notre Dame, Ole Miss, and Georgia Tech among his host of offers. And then they have junior safety Noah Dixon, whose offers include UGA, Alabama, and Clemson. So this is a strong squad that Benedictine's going to face. Cole Simeon, the uh, the defensive lineman from from BC, said that. They're going to just try to contain Todd, keep him in the pocket, uh, try to just limit the damage from him. I think, uh, I think they know that, that, uh, he'll be making some big plays, but, uh, they'll be looking to contain him. And that defense has done such a good job all, all year long with, with Simeon up front there with Jeremiah Thomas and, uh, then Bryce Baker back at linebacker with Wilkes Albert. Third Scroggins on the outside, and with Saquon Bryan, I had a little, I had a feature on him last week about what he means to this team. At the kid or the senior who is headed to uh, Minnesota as a defensive back, and he's also such a strong player offensively. Uh, Luke Cromenhawk is just really coming to his own in his first season as a starter at quarterback. He hadn't even. Started a game at quarterback, playing behind Holden Gurner, who's now at, at Auburn. But Luke earned the respect of his teammates last year, playing strong safety and tight end in their run to the state state title. And this year, he's come on strong, throwing for 24 touchdowns with just two interceptions. He has 2,279 yards passing, and he's also a great runner. He has 410 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. And that includes negative yardage from sacks. So those numbers would be way up without that. Uh, his two primary targets are Brian, who has 51 catches for 537 yards and five touchdowns. And he's, he's come through, through nagging injuries he's had all season. Finally healthy and he's just been tearing it up. He has four punt returns and a pick six in his last five games. This kid's just, he's hard to stop in the open field. And on defense, really, he's going to be playing corner at Minnesota, but they have him at free safety. And uh, and I had another feature on the the D- BC defense earlier this week where where Danny Britt just said he's like a safety net back there, really aggressive too with his uh, his ability to come up and stop the run. Sophomore Thomas Blackshear leads the team with ten touchdown receptions. He's got forty one catches for six hundred and forty one yards. So he's another, another one, another weapon, uh, and he's got offers including Minnesota and Boston College. Uh, Samuel, he's a junior. He's his yardage total is starting to go up now. He has 812 yards rushing and six touchdowns on the year. He's really been a factor in the second half of games, uh, in the games that I've been to. So anyway, Troop County, uh, they beat New Hampstead 36 to 29. In uh, 
in the first round of the playoffs. I think Benedictine was up 45 nothing in in their game against New Hampshire in the final week of the regular season. So that that's one common opponent they have. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's that that game will be at Memorial Stadium. Expect a big crowd of BC alum there for the state semifinal matchup. Memorial Stadium Friday night at 7:30, and we'll be back next week to tell you how that all went and uh, maybe be previewing a, another state final appearance for the Cadets.